0: Welcome to The Proper Lookout Podcast. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Proper Lookout Podcast. My name is Rosa Galang and I'm a lawyer in the statutory insurance team. Today, I'm hosting with my wonderful colleague, Julia Douglas Oliveira, who is also a lawyer in the statutory insurance team.
0: Thanks, Raisa. So excited to be recording my first podcast with you.
1: In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing some of the changes in the Motor Accident and Workers' Compensation Amendment Act 2022, particularly how the way weekly payments are calculated and a change in terminology regarding persons residing outside of Australia who have an active motor vehicle accident claim in Australia. So, Julia, what can you tell me about the changes to the way in which weekly payments of compensation is now calculated?
0: Well, Raisa... The relevant provisions of the Motor Accident Injuries Act, or MIA as we know it, have now been amended to consider a claimant's pre-accident weekly earnings received or expected to receive in the 12 months before the motor vehicle accident and also their post-accident earnings. Section 3.6, 3.7 and 3.8 of MIA have been amended in relation to weekly payments for the first, second and third entitlement periods. The applicable rate for the weekly payment was previously calculated as the difference between their pre-accident weekly earnings and their post-accident earning capacity. Following these amendments, the applicable rate for these entitlement periods is now the difference between their pre-accident weekly earnings and their post-accident earning capacity or their post-accident earnings, whichever is greater. So my understanding is that a claimant can now claim what they aren't earning as opposed to just what they no longer have capacity to earn.
1: I see. Can you give us an example of how that would work in practice?
0: So, for example, if a claimant's earning capacity could be 20 hours per week and they could potentially be earning $600 per week but they're only earning $450 per week, this could be because they're not being given the hours that they were pre-accident. Now, the insurer has to pay for the loss between the pre-accident earnings and the $450 because that is the greater amount, even though they may have capacity to earn $600. Perhaps this is trying to account for fluctuating hours in smaller businesses and also protect claimants that are in the casual workforce. This will have implications for weekly payments. I think it will also be interesting to see if this has any impact on the role that certificates of capacity play now that a switch has been made from a focus on capacity to a focus on earnings in those relevant statutory benefits entitlement periods.
1: Good point. Watch this space. What other changes have been brought in by the Amendment Act, Julia? So another change has
0: been the definition relating to earnings for the purposes of weekly earnings under Division 3.3 of Maya. This amendment applies to situations under subclause 3 in schedule 1.4 of Maya, where if during the 12 months before the accident there was a significant change in the claimant's earning circumstances that resulted in them regularly earning more on a weekly basis. So, examples of this change in circumstance could be a change of job, a promotion, moving from part time to full time employment, or a pay rise for high performance. So, previously, Section 4, subsection 2B stipulated that pre-accident weekly earnings means the gross weekly earnings for the period from when that change of circumstance came into play up until the day before the date of accident. This has now been amended to say that pre-accident weekly earnings means the gross weekly earnings the earner received as an earner or could have reasonably expected to receive during the 12 months after the change in circumstance, such as the promotion. So this presumably means to account for the projected earnings of claimants who have may have been promoted right before the motor vehicle accident.
1: Right. Can you give us a theoretical example of how this may apply? So we're yet to see it
0: play out, but what I assume this is to remedy is the position of claimants who have started a new job or been promoted so that they receive a higher weekly income and then, say, four weeks into that new job, the motor vehicle accident happens. If they were to reasonably expect to receive that higher weekly income for the 12 months after they started that new job, then their gross weekly earnings could be calculated based on that expected income. But again, watch this space and we'll see how it plays out in practice.
1: Right. Yes, it will be interesting to see how that amendment plays out and the impact it will have on calculating weekly earnings. I believe there's one more important change that affects weekly earnings relating to claimants outside Australia.
0: Yes, Raisa, that's right, and that change relates to terminology concerning earnings and earning capacity in respect of persons outside Australia. Section 3.21 of Maya has now been amended, and it remains that someone cannot claim statutory benefits in the form of weekly payments if you reside outside Australia unless that loss is likely to be permanent. Previously, it was the loss of earnings that had to be permanent. However, now after the amendment, the loss of capacity has to be permanent. I suspect this may be easier for claimants to establish with the help of their doctors rather than having to prove that they will never earn that you know, additional $250 per week again. And instead, they can just prove that they will never work that additional eight hours per week again. Another interesting amendment. Yes. Yeah, so watch this space to see how the amendments play out. The amendments seem to be a positive step in that they offer some flexibility to and acknowledgement of claimants who had recently started higher earning jobs before the accident. And it's also an interesting shift from a focus on capacity to a focus on actual earnings when calculating pre-accident weekly payments.
1: Good insight, Julia. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast please let us know if you have any questions or queries. We would love to hear from you. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. Thank
0: you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it.